Welcome to Tea Time with Shaylee and Amber. I'm Shaylee Evans, and I'm a life coach for pets and their people. I'm a truth seeker, and it's my passion to empower others and to give animals a voice along the way. I'm Amber Lydic, and I have been a performance horse trainer focused on behavioral issues for over 20 years. My current passion is creating impactful in-person and online events and collaborating with professionals to be on the leading edge of positive change in the horse industry. We are two friends invested in theta healing, belief system work, animal communication, and any resources that benefit human-animal partnerships. So turn up the volume and let's dive into the Great Awakening, brought to you by Our Horses. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today we are super, super excited because we have a giant podcast of beautiful souls um, joining us. In our membership, we have been reading an international co-authored book called Unlocking the Wisdom of Horses Within You, and today we have a couple of the authors, Elsie, Lena, Danielle, Melanie, and Mika on with us, and it's super freaking exciting. Um, So thank all of you for for joining us. We've been really excited about this, um, and we love your book. I don't think I've ever cried so much reading a book before, and I have so many, like in each one of you guys' stories, I have stuff highlighted, and like in what, I can't remember who it is, but I'm going to find it because I bookmarked everybody's stories so I could talk about them. But I like have like little names of my horses. Like I was like, oh my gosh, yes, this is Kip. This is Biggie. And it's just been like a super fun and real experience. So thank you guys for writing it. And um, I think Nika, we want to start with you because um, I know you're on a little bit of a time crunch and we definitely want to hear a little bit about your story. So um yeah, why don't why don't you tell us like how the collaboration of the book even came to fruition? Um, Amber and I were just talking right before the podcast about what a like what a feat that is, like what an impressive thing to like bring so many different people together and edit the stories and like what was that experience like for you? Well, thank you. Um, yes, this was definitely one of those projects that they it had a life its own like lena and i spoke about other projects other ideas and this just came to be almost in its own magical way and i don't think we did a single thing marketing really not even marketing but i think we talked about it maybe once or twice before we try to send out um a video to invite people in and then just we had our authors like we we knew it in our hearts like when we sent that out that the people that needed to hear it were going to come and it happened exactly as we imagined <laughs> obviously it was a lot more work than maybe we imagined or maybe i imagined <laughs> but yes it was incredible and to have bi-weekly meetings and to see all of your beautiful faces over and over and talk about our stories and talk about the process And I think for many of us, I mean, I'm speaking as a whole, but it was almost like we had to find our words through our conversations. It was almost like we had to figure out what we were going to write about. We like all jumped into this and then we were like, huh, so what is my story? Oh, (laughs) like, what is it? What's important to me to talk about in this? And for myself, of also being the illustrator and I, I did the formatting as well. So there was a lot of um tedious aspects to it um the the portraits were fun like that was 
that those were almost easy but the the formatting and the getting together everything in line and making sure it all flowed and it, it was a lot of work and um so yes i i think that i might have over underestimated that <laughs> just a little bit but in terms of my own story i I feel like I pushed it to almost the very end. I didn't even know what I was going to write about. I truly didn't. And the more I sat with it, the more I thought about it, the less I could do it in a way. <laughs> and so the day came and I was like, it's happening. I know it is because there's something in me that wants to speak on the behalf of the collective. And that's why mine, it's not just because I like, illustrated it but that's why I felt mine was a good opener to the book because it felt very um almost like an invitation to the collective and speaking for not just myself but for others and obviously I try to weave in my own story with it but I really wanted to speak to the way that horses are really influencing <laughs> our culture and our collective right now and I think um there's just a lot of really powerful and healing things that each of us are going through. And I think it's just, it was really nice for me to be able to just, I don't know, it wasn't a blanket statement by any means, but to just talk to everyone. So that's kind of where I'm coming from with my own story. And I think that's kind of where my work lays and in my own art, in my own um, path forward, I feel like I really and wanting to work with it's not just about me it's about helping others raise their own consciousness around horses and themselves and everything so yeah that's a little bit about my process I can totally resonate with the I have this great idea and then they're like wow this is so much more work I just want to have the good ideas and have someone else make it happen because <laughs> I have lots of good ideas but that I don't think people understand like the value of someone saying I have this inspiration and then going and now here are all these tedious little things that I did not think would need to happen that are totally out of my realm and my wheelhouse to make happen. So I think that that piece alone speaks a lot to who you are. And also, I want you to design a tattoo for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of that before we came on and I was like looking through the book and I was like, I saw your stuff probably like two years ago or so. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with all of it. So I really, really appreciated that when Shaylee was like, oh, we have this book. And I looked at it and I was like, this art looks so familiar. And I was like, yes, because the visuals for me are everything and I love it. So yes, thank you for that. Because it is so beautiful to even like the way it's laid out because I'm a visual person, like the stories are so beautiful, but the, also the artwork that goes with it is like, so good job. You really Thank nailed it. Thank you very it. much. <laughs> yes, definitely. We can talk about tattoos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I actually found myself and I've never done this with a book before, but like I would read through the stories and just be like, oh, and I think it's because the story is like, you can just feel everybody put their heart and soul into it. Like it is literally their story. This is my journey. Like this is like my heart on the table. And I would find myself like going back at like, I'd be like, I wonder what she drew for this one. Like I would look at it initially and then just like get fully through the story. And then like, 
um, you know, with um, Lena's story, how you put like the person within the horses and hers is like all about that, like healing the traumas of the past. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. So yeah, the, the artwork is really amazing. And um, I I think it's really cool that a part of your story was really about like, finding your own voice through your horses like that really resonated with me because I became an animal communicator through like learning what my horse's voice was and identifying like who he was as an individual so yeah I cried throughout your entire story (laughs) thank you and honestly I feel the last little part to it was there's a line hold on I am holding the book there's a line that I wrote that actually like shocked me when I wrote it out loud, wrote it out loud. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, we do, we do. <laughs> um, and it's, it was that after my revelations of realizing that it wasn't just me or it wasn't just the horse that needed to be fixed. It was myself. Um, it was one revelation after the next for how I loved horses was not love at all. I took their symbolism of freedom as my own, using their bodies to carry me to liberation. A ride of a lifetime, yes, but now it was time to slow down and walk beside them, relearn from the ground up what it means to be free, truly free. And when I wrote that, it was like a, I don't even know, like I remember like just like feeling it in my heart and my soul of like, oh my God, that is this. This is like, that is why I loved horses was for the freedom. But how, what does freedom truly mean if they're not free usually? So I feel like that was my big takeaway from my own writing. And I think that's the coolest part about um, writing and whether that's in a journal or for a book or whatever it is, is that you unlock truths within yourself that you didn't know were there until you start digging. And you have to dig sometimes really, really deep. And and I think it's, yeah, through writing, through speaking, whatever it is, it's, it's through our words that those kinds of truths can come can come out yes absolutely um and I'm all I'm raw this morning you read it and I'm crying <laughs> because at the moment that specifically resonates completely because I just posted something this morning and I was talking about it with Shaylee where Denise is an astrologist that's a friend of ours that comes and does stuff in our membership and for a lot of actually horse people now and um and she was talking about this eclipse and the full moon and how it's ending a 19 year cycle. And I was like, and I started driving yesterday and I was thinking about, I was like, what is 19 years ago? And I was like, oh, that is when I actually, the year I started training horses professionally. And I was like, and I no longer identify as a horse trainer. (laughs) And so it was this whole thing where it was like, my identity was tied into it. And this was what I looked at them as right and it felt like and then now I'm like stepping off and like okay but what where is there more like how can we go deeper like what is there something bigger here than I'm a good horse trainer and I can go show and win things which I'm not taking that away from anyone who does that because I still part of me is like but not to do it for like feeding my ego and my identity and making it mean now I'm worthy because I've done this thing. It's like, oh, there's something more here that we have to dig around in. So, so I'm crying already. Cool. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love the authenticity of the stories. And I think there's something so powerful about like sharing the good, the bad, 
sad, the ugly, like the journey, because as an animal communicator, I feel like I talk to so many people that are like, you know, I see other people with connections to their horses or, you know, like there's this online persona that people see. And a lot of times like that vulnerability is not shown. It's like all the pretty things that people see. And there's so many people that are like, why don't I have that? I wish I could have that. And I love like the, just like the realness of the stories. Like, yeah, I want that too. And this is where I came from to get there. And it's not a destination. Like, yeah, I might've gotten to a place where I am feeling a lot more like happy and connected, but like it didn't end there. Now here's this other piece. And, and Amber and I really embody that. We're always saying how we're just like going through it, the human life experience, like with everyone. And um, yeah, I just really, really admire you guys for being so authentic and saying like, Hey, this is my very human experience. And there's things that I maybe regret, or there's things that I wish I could have done differently, but here's my journey. And I'm going to lead by example and be true and authentic in, in who I am. And to me, that's what it's all about. So Yeah, I think that all of the stories did just that. It's like it gives people permission to be a human. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I get to have a human experience too. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with me. It's like, no, absolutely not. And I feel like what Shaylee and I do is that. Like we want to make sure everyone knows that like everyone is being a human. <laughs> and no matter what it looks like, especially with social media, it's just not all of it. It's not the whole story and no one should feel like there's something wrong with them or because they're going through shit when it's like, no, we're, we're all doing it. Okay. We're all doing it together. It's fine. Let's all go. <laughs> well, Lena, your story, healing traumas of the past, how did that, how did that story come to fruition and what made you choose to speak about that journey? Uh, it wasn't my choice uh, with the horses. It's never matter, much of a choice for me. It's uh, uh, it's it's always um, uh, being with uh, what is alive uh, at the moment. And this whole project has been very much uh, about being what's uh, alive and what wants to be shared and and dare to uh, connect with that uh, all the way, as you say, and, and share it from, from our hearts and, and sometimes from our wombs, uh, because sometimes we need to go deeper uh, than, than our hearts to connect with, uh, with the collective as well. Uh, and this, uh, it, it actually, this chapter is the, the quickest thing I've ever written in my life, I think. It, it, um, and I wrote it quite early, uh, early on in the project uh it's it it was just sitting and receiving and this is what came up i haven't touched i, I think i haven't touched a word that this is exactly how it came out um just just sat one i often write during the night uh so i sat one night between i don't know maybe i think it was it, it wasn't that late but in as and a single mother and and all that stuff it was till it was between 10 in the evening and i'm thinking one uh, or something like that and just sitting and receiving and and almost being in this state of of receiving uh that i i couldn't choose anything else in that moment it was just being in with the flow of the universe uh 
and almost being in the prayer of please can I and I don't remember I might have even uh, written that at the moment uh, there was just please can I just uh, be uh, let this kind of be over <laughs> in a sense because there was a tiredness so it's so deep uh, but in those moments the horses carry me through and they have in in, in so many ways uh through this project and so many others uh, and it's i usually i usually kind of uh explain it like there's a, a, a herd of horses just kind of running through my head <laughs> when it comes that that kind of energy of just a whole bunch of them uh kicking in and just taking over <laughs> and then it's just okay i hear you <laughs> and, uh let's let's do it mm. So it's um, yeah, it it very much was not an a human choice. It was a universal choice uh, from from somewhere else. This is what wanted to be shared uh, for me in my uh, journey, but also uh, for the whole of it. Mm. Yeah. And have you been someone who's been connected to horses your entire life? Like, did you grow up with horses, or did you find them later on in life? I didn't grow up with horses, but I grew up with nature. Uh, so I was I was born in uh, uh, in the forest uh, in the north of Sweden, um, in a very small village uh, without uh, electricity and carrying water and and being being outside and being in uh, was close to nature reserve. So uh, I, uh, my deepest relationships and where I feel most at home is with the rest of nature. Uh, and for me, it's been more like the things that people talk about to kind of reconnect with, uh, with horses or with the rest of nature. That's, that's never been my journey. Uh, that's been my life to be in, 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 in that and with that connection. My journey has been to accept being a human and uh, learning or kind of healing the wounds uh, of um, human society and, and everything that comes with being human and having a human experience, as you say, and allowing myself to be human uh, and also daring to trust uh, in, in humanity and in, in the human uh, network and collective uh, as well. Uh, so for me, uh, a lot of the, this was my second uh, co-author uh, project that I've been holding space for. And for me, these projects is so deeply healing because of uh, the network, because of the creation of uh, something together, because of the deepening of the trust, because of the daring we dare to do together. Uh, I uh, I personally think that a lot of these uh, stories would never have been shared in the same way if we had shared them individually. But because of the collective, as, and as Nika said, we had uh, every second uh, week we met on, on Zoom and we share and we share and we, we have had so many sharing circles during this year together. Uh, and having that all over the world with, with people with different experiences and being in different places and uh that for me that's the gold uh and and the mission uh that i have uh, been receiving from the horses mainly to hold the space for that connection 
this is connecting horses all over the world, but mostly it's about connecting people uh, and reinforcing uh, the, the network of believing in uh, authenticity and believing in connection and believing in love and believing in vulnerability and, and daring to trust from that space. Uh, so, yeah. For me, it's 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 never been about uh, my journey hasn't been, and I know a lot of people have this this experience of my spiritual awakening, or I've never had that. I, I'm a bit envy sometimes about people having that, that amazing moment. For me, it's been so much more about these everyday allowing myself to be human and having that connection and feeling everything I feel, hearing everything I hear, uh, being with all that is uh, in the universe and being in that deep connection with the collective, both with, with the horses and the rest of nature, but also with, with the human collective. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a bit different in that sense. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I didn't realize how important to me a sense of community would be until Amber and I started collaborating and developing a sense of community ourselves. And I just feel like the horses have been telling me for so long, well, yeah, like we embody community. That's that's why we are here. That's what we came to teach. And so yeah, the story and community and and something that I really got from your story, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I really felt like when I read your parts about like, I see her fear and you were talking about like her emotions and um, it was almost like, I see that fear in you and I have felt that same exact fear and I see that anger in you and I have felt that same exact anger and the emotions that you hold in your body I also hold in my body and like it just felt that you developed this sense of like we are not separate we all share the same emotions and I just I really felt that deeper that, that deeper sense of community or belonging like not separating humans and horses or nature but like your experience might be different but those very real emotions that we put a label to like I feel those same exact ones in my own different experience so I I really felt that power in your story thank you so much and 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 yeah for for me it's uh it's it's a journey about recognizing myself as an individual but being connected uh, I think in a sense we might not ever have an individual <laughs> experience uh, because in some ways we are always connected with each other. And that's uh, just as you say, that's that's what the horse has been telling me my whole life. It's it's about sharing how to be connected and 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 being in community. And, and as you say, it's it's all about being together. Uh, I, I think that's what life is about. It's about experiencing together uh one of the most fundamental conversations i've had with the horse is about the experience to, to experience what you experience fully and feel it in every cell every bone every fiber in your being and then release it to the collective because it's not yours to hold it's yours to share and that's where it becomes alive nothing gets stuck in you we don't live with the that tension and that uh, stress and that build up that we as humans can and, and they say we are the only ones that have that capacity to actually keep holding feelings inside that's not the design it's about flow and letting go 
so there is something deep uh, for us to learn in the meeting with the horses and the rest of nature that we have kind of forgotten. But I think it's it's completely possible for everyone uh, to be in that connection uh, and to be in the conversation with the universe, but it will look and feel and act differently for each and every one of us. And that's also one of the big importance with these kind of projects for me to tell say that everyone has a story, everyone has a way, everyone has a connection, everyone is in connection always. We can feel disconnected, but it's never true, truly true inside. It can be faint and it can be hard uh, to discern, but it's always there. Uh, so this idea that we often have that that deep connection comes only to some or speaking to horses is is something unique to some. I don't buy it. I think everyone is always in connection with everything. Uh, but it, it can take some training and it can take some deepening and it takes some soul searching and it takes some real deep and hard digging sometimes <laughs> into your own upfucks and, and, and traumas and, and all of it. But, but all of us are there all the time. So it's, it's, this is a journey of trust. And I always say that each and every time I've said this through this whole project so many times, it's a journey of trust in yourself, in the collective, in the group, in the horses and in the universe. And we will always end up where we should be. And the journey will look exactly as it should be. Uh, and it's about allowance uh, and, and just resting in, uh, in the trust of being human, being in, alive and being here together. Mm. Oh, so good. Thank you for sharing that. That resonates so hard. <laughs> um, so I have to say, Elfie, your story coming home, like I felt like you were writing that about my journey and I was like right there with you. I know I reached out to you on Instagram and I was like, oh my gosh, like you crying after your lessons and like the way that you felt, you know, working with your horse, like I... I highlighted in green highlighter and I don't know why I highlighted anything because it's like the whole story. I was like, I need to remember all of this. Um, but I, I'm just curious, like if you want to speak a little bit about that story. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's really funny. Um, Lena did such a good job at, at holding so much space for us and really allowing that element of trust to seep into everything that we experienced throughout the journey of this project and that was a big one for me because I signed up for this project knowing that the story that I ended up putting forward was within me and that I wanted to write it and tell it but when I signed up for this project I was like well that story will be for a later time and I'll write, you know, something different for this. I'm just going to get my feet wet and see what happens. And it was so funny because as we went along, it just became so clear, like, no, like this is the time that this needs to be shared. And I couldn't be more grateful for that because it offered so much healing and liberation through that process of like, yeah, I don't have to hold on to this anymore I don't have to save this story to tell it a different way later. And the actual ability to 
put that forward within the herd, within the group, also offered so much um, just safety and permission to share in that authentic way. So for me, yeah, that story um, really captures about the last like pretty much like a three-year span of um, my journey with my mare, Farah, who I've had since she was a foal. And yeah, pretty much just our our darkest hours and a lot of disillusionment with the way I had always been taught to interact with horses um, that I think a lot of people know doesn't sit well or feel resonant somewhere deep within them but we often find ourselves in these spaces where there isn't the context or language to be able to express that because we might be very insulated in our equestrian community at the time um, and very closed in at least that was my experience and so I for sure credit my mare, despite what she had to go through both physically and emotionally, um, for really pulling me out of that scenario and thrusting me onto a path that really speaks to who I am as a person and um, what I feel really good about doing here and just very aligned. So yeah, but the story itself yeah, talk about just emotional tumult. And um, yeah, it was hell. I really didn't know how I was going to get through that period. And there's still echoes of it that I'm facing and navigating in the moment. I will be completely upfront about that. Those types of um, experiences, like Lena was saying, as humans, they really they lodge themselves into us and they become a part of our identity and our story. But the thing is, with the act of storytelling, we are allowed to reclaim our power and our truth in that experience. And I think that was the most poignant part for me in writing this was just coming face to face with who I was the truth of who I was and the truth of my mare and the truth of what we've been through and being able to tell that not so much for the purpose of other people reading it or knowing it or even believing it, but for the sole purpose of telling it as it was. I mean, I remember actually a few weeks before I ended up writing the story, I had connected with um, another animal communicator and was just it was just a short call. And I was like, oh, you know, is there anything Farah wants to have as input in terms of the story I'm going to share in the book? And her message was basically just like, tell it all, explicit detail. She was like, put the names in the book. And I was like, okay, well, that's not going to happen. But it really, um, it gave me that boost through which to just channel it from a very personal place and um, not really mind 
what other people would say or think because it's like the only two beings who know what we've been through are me and my horse and that's actually all I need so it was pretty amazing and yeah I I look back and I'm like wow that was awesome I'm so proud of us for this sharing it was just very liberating yeah I think there's something to be said about just being able to be exactly who you are and let people see you for who you are and have that piece of your power being taken back where you're like it doesn't matter the only thing that matters is this and something that you said a little bit earlier about not having a lot of space in the horse world to have these conversations or to have the language or it's like I don't know if it's just my algorithms on social media but I feel like there is a huge shift happening not only in the horse world but on the planet and when you look at how much distraction there is from who we are as human beings and how we're we're taken so far away from that and I find the fascinating thing about Lena growing up the way you did, you know, with no electricity and just coming into this world with this medicine of, I know what connection is. That's all I've known from the get-go. You know what I mean? I haven't had to have this big thing happen to me because this is where, you know, that beautiful medicine that you just get to pull through for everyone. And then, yeah, having you guys be able to speak your stories in such a way where you are creating this community and growing it and then connecting with other little communities. And it's just about, for me, like the collaborating and the doing, finding your people, you know, and allowing it to spread so that even if it's just one person that reads one story or the book, it's like, you're, you're planting those seeds, you know what I mean? And how impactful that can be. So it's really awesome. And I love all of this so much. <laughs> yeah. What I like, I, like I said, I'm trying to like sift through my highlights because I'm like, oh, I want to like say a few things, but um, it, it's just cool how you talked about how liberating writing that story was because something that I highlighted was my voice feels buried somewhere very deep inside of me as she instructs me to be more confident. And I feel like there are so many people that feel that way. And then, and then they find our group. <laughs> and we all talk about how we are learning to find boundaries and learning to speak up for ourselves. And it's just so interesting to me how, um, like, I've always wondered this, if like fearful people find horses, or if we become fearful based on other people, and then the horses heal that in us. But I feel like almost every journey that I hear people talk about with their horses is like how they overcame some sort of fear or found their voice or found their sense of community. And it's just so, so wild to me. And I, I just think of like how powerful I want to read two things, but I've read them. I like read them. And then I like got a little choked up and like put myself on mute and was like, Oh God, like, do I want to cry on the podcast? Like these words really resonate with me, but it's like, it's, it's like when you hear a song that resonates with you and you're just like, man, this music like moves me to my core and it really resonates with me. And there's like so much emotion in songs. And I, I think it's really cool that 
we can do that as humans with our words. And, um, and it just makes you think of how many empty words we've said to our horses or even impactful words that we've said like to and about our horses and like how, how the intention, um, can move them and can change things. But, um, like you said, like we walk the perimeter of the sand ring and silent laps worlds away from each other. When I first read that, I was like, that was my life with my horse. And I remember like just crying, like bawling my eyes out after lessons and just being like, is this really what it's about? Like, is this what connection is? And then like, you're like half an hour later, I turn you loose with an I love you that I pray sounds convincing because I want you to know that I do. I, I just had that like makes me so emotional because I just had a conversation with a client and she was like, I want my horses so much to know that I love them, but I can't get past the guilt of like years of me forcing them to have a job and to do things that they, that they might've not wanted to do. And what's so powerful to remember and like you realize that in your story and I realize that in my journey is like they chose us and Amber and I talk about this all the time like we get into that that state of guilt because we're like oh I want to help you I want to um how can I make this better for you I'm so sorry and we take their power away in those moments when we do that and it's so important to remember like they chose this journey they're evolving too and i think as humans sometimes we get stuck in that evolution and of like am i doing things right or wrong and knowing that we're growing as people to be quote better for our horses but like they remind me all the time we're growing too. We're on our own journey. And this is a, this is something that I chose for my own soul's evolution. So yeah, that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Um, just, it's an idea that I've um, been sitting with for a while, just this sense of like, it's so normalized, especially in the culture of horse people that are trying to make a shift and be more awake and aware of this sense of like referring to the horse as a mirror and of course we have that ability to recognize ourselves in them and vice versa but having the consciousness that they're also their own individual and entity um, experiencing life as you know, I like to refer to them as like traveling buddies on this plane of existence, right? And um, they're not here to be objects of us, for us to use, or for even for us to develop ourselves, because I think it becomes a little bit of a gray zone when we um, start to worship them or put them on a pedestal of like, they're so um yeah like spiritually evolved or have this um capacity to help us on our evolution and we have to be really um just aware and intentioned about not subtly objectifying them in that way of like oh now you're just my mirror you're no longer my piece of sporting equipment but you are my my guru or my path to awakening and to really yeah drop back down almost grounding ourselves into that sense of like okay I'm a human having my human experience this is my horse having their horse experience and we are on this journey together to grow 
and um, as individuals and as a partnership. And I definitely would say that that is the case for my horses, especially because, like I mentioned in my book, I don't think I would be here today without my gelding stepping in at the time that he did. Like he really came to me in a moment where had I not had a horse with such just like a huge open heart and such an affectionate, loving presence, I don't know if I would have really survived that really dark time with my mare. Like where would I be? But um, it just goes to show that you get what you need when you need it. I really think. Um, so yeah, I'm just so grateful for the path that I'm on, even when the days are very hard or I'm like, why am I still working on this? But it's never over. And to just keep that um, curiosity for the path, I think is helpful. And to be able to express yourself openly throughout is also such a gift. Yeah, I love the the traveling partner idea because that's the piece where I get people ask me all the time because I do mirror sessions and I'm like, your perception of what you see in the mirror does not make the mirror what the mirror is. You know, it's like they want to in any partnership. It's like that projection of, oh, this is the way they are. We did a whole thing with our last clinic where it was like, what is your story versus theirs? you know, and that separation of don't make it about them, you know, do it along, do the work alongside of them, like receive the information from them, however you will, but make sure it's like, you're honoring the responsibility of your part of it, not putting it on them, even the guilt, you know, and I, I have talked about this before with my horses where I was like on the path to show and one got on the back burner, thank goodness. So she's, (laughs) she's good. But the other two, I pushed really hard and I pushed hard in ways where, you know, maybe it wasn't ethical, but in the time that was all that was around me. And I was like, oh, it's fine. You know, and at the last clinic that we were at watching Tara work and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. (laughs) You know, like I know that I've just sort of for the last year, not really, I mean, I've ridden, but it's not like I've pushed to do anything and having to pull yourself away and go okay, but what is my part in this? And remembering, you know, that they did choose us. So that piece of being grateful for horses that were showed up when they did with each of their own little parts to support me on the journey. It was like, whew, thank goodness. Because the one gelding I had that I was like, we're going to go show. He was a fighter. He really would not shut down. Thank God. Because if he would have, he would have just become compliant. And then we would have gone on and done the things but he was like, absolutely not. That's not why I'm here. So get with the program. So I think the value of those horses showing up exactly when they need to is just like so good. Thank God for the geldings with the big hearts. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, this is so fun. It's like a little party in here. Um, so Danielle, your story is next and something, so it's called the calling of Bay Mares, which I love. And, um, I highlighted like your very first line of like, this is a story that I'm not ready to tell. And it's a story that will fit within these pages. And I was just like, wow, that's so cool that you opened with that because I, I just feel like 
acknowledging where you are and like, Hey, this is, this is going to be raw and this is going to be hard for me to put out there, but here it is world. So can you speak a little bit about your story? Sure. I'm crying now. So (laughs) I will say I'm not a big crier, but I will tell you every time that I've cried within the last two years now, (laughs) it'll be, (laughs) you'll see. So yeah, so I was crying, literally writing that, like, like, cause it is hard. It is difficult. Um, horses are hard. <laughs> they can be hard. And where do I start? Like to let's start with the, this project. Um, so I still, I remember, so a little bit of background. Um, one of the horses that I work or one of the horses that I write about in my chapter is blue. She's my previous mare. Like I have one right now, but the one before, um, I only had her for four months, um, because she passed away and I had to put her down the September before that project like started and bloomed and stuff like that. So I hadn't known or like I followed Nico on Instagram, but I basically was crying (laughs) while I was sending her. I was like, my horse has to be part of the story. Um, and, uh, I, I just knew it. I was like, I don't know how. And like, at the time I was like, I don't know how the money's going to work, like to be part of the project. I don't know how it's going to work or whatever, but I was like, my horse has to be part of this project. And, um, yeah. And so like to talk about like that chapter and how it formed, um, I started writing my own book actually. Um, so my mayor passed away in September. I started it the following October, like a month later, and I was like, I, like, I already have some words down, like, like, and I've always had a passion for writing. So I was like, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna write more. And it was really awesome because it helped me as someone who uh, took the self-publishing route to be like part of like a group of writers and like to have Lena kind of um, lead me forward in that direction, which was awesome. And I remember, so because I had started writing my other book, I was like, oh, like I kind of already have like a story outline. Like I kind of like knew that I wanted it to be about blue. And I was just really excited. Like from that moment that I messaged Nika, like I said, we were both crying, I think (laughs) at some point. (laughs) And uh, so I, you know, I wrote and I I think maybe early on in the project, if we're going to do a bit bit of timeline, I had my, my chapter finished. And then uh, there was the time where we had to like share it with others. And so I shared it with the, there was like a, we were uh, grouped by time zones. So I shared it with Canadian authors, including uh, Elsie. Um, But one of the other authors, she was like, no, you can't like just talk about your book. Like I kind of like wrote about why I was like writing a book, if that makes sense, you know? And it really hit me. I was like, yeah, like, (laughs) so like that first line really talks about like how raw that chapter is because as Lena said, it was the fastest thing I ever wrote because we had that meeting um, the day before. The next morning, literally pulling into the parking lot at work, I started crying. I was bawling in the parking lot with like this idea for my chapter. And like I, I was, <laughs> I had to like take a moment and try to wipe the tears. And I was like, what am I going to tell them? Like, like, because I was like noticeably like teary eyed at work. <laughs> Um, but so I wrote down some notes and I wrote it. I also in the, in our Facebook messenger group, I wrote like a big thank you. Cause like it was beautiful push to really get into the, the deep of things. And at the time, like my chapter really explains it. Like I was, I, I was lost in a way with my, with my, with my equine business. I was lost without my horse. Um, I was just like, I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I know what's happening. You know, like, like, I think we all have those moments. I think Amber, you just had a moment like that a few months ago. 
and it's it's cool it's I'm so 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 glad and happy that I did write that chapter the way I did because today like um about two years later like I'm like yeah I do have my own kind of like bodywork um perspective with horses and stuff I call it quantum bodywork and I do energy work with horses and like it's just it's just wild the things that you like know and you're like I don't know how I'm gonna figure this out <laughs> but yeah so yeah lots of tears lots of <laughs> emotion and um I'm a very chaotic messy person and I let people see that and I enjoy that because like life isn't pretty it is messy we are human like and it's just something that like I'm always honest about something that like I always write about um and really take with me because like it's important and like and then I get to ref reflect on it later like we all do so, yeah <laughs> I'm chaotic and messy too. And I, I feel like I always start out with my thoughts of like, so I'm in a weird place and it's like every day, like if I'm, it's every day that I'm like in a weird place, <laughs> but it's, it's cool that you talked about the bodywork stuff. Cause that is another thing that I like highlighted in your story. Like I have a deep knowing that I have my own bodywork modality within me that really hit me super hard because I feel like we are in a society of certifications and degrees and you know we're growing up and parents are like okay you need to go to college and I worked my ass off for my college degree and when it got here out of defiance I never took it out of its like tube like it's in my closet in its tube and I worked so hard for it and was like this is going to make me a worthy human being when I have this degree it's like you know I'm gonna have it all figured out and then Throughout that journey, I was like, oh my gosh, that's such bullshit. Not to say that school is, you know, a bad thing for those younger people listening, but it's not everything. And certifications are not everything because a lot of what we learn when we are truly connected to our horses is what they're showing us, what each individual horse is showing us. And I feel like there's such a disconnect when you learn a certain, and, and I say this as an animal communicator and as someone who has spent a lot of time learning, I'm like a serial class taker. So I do spend a lot of time like learning, but when you learn a modality and you're trying to create a system around a horse from someone else who has not, you know, seen your individual horse, it can create that like disconnect in the flow of energy. So when you were like, I know that I can do this healing work or this body work and it's like, it's within me. I was like, yes, girl. Yes. Cause I, I just feel like there's so much power in that. And people need to hear that, that you don't have to have a cert, like a certification or you don't have to learn from another human to put yourself out there and say like, Hey, I feel this from the horses and I know I can make a difference. So I love that you wrote that. Thank you. Like, yeah, it's my favorite thing is getting feedback on my words. So like, I'm just like beaming right now. Like this is, this is beautiful. <laughs> like yes tell me tell me more about what you love what I wrote because I write things that I love and it's just really cool to see and hear people have that same love for my words you know what I mean like we don't we don't usually get that you know it's just like oh like that's cool or that's great and it's just like yeah like no tell, like tell me everything that you've ever written like if you want to send me an email with an essay like <laughs> that's awesome but uh one thing too I want to mention is that um, Lena really held space kind of like what what Elsie mentioned for this project and I'm, I'm curious too where where it 
let us all grow. But for me, like I continue to, um, write my book, but like, and then I got, I got, um, Elsie to edit my book and, uh, Nika to, to illustrate it. Um, so it's just like, I wouldn't have had that when I was alone in October after my horse just passed away. Like, you know, like there's just such a, a beautiful community and like to, to have an editor, like we all edited <laughs> ours in the chapter, but to have an editor that is as dedicated as Elsie, um, to really like bring like all of our projects to life, like not just, <laughs> not just my book. It's just like, it's just it's something we all need and it's just, it's comforting and it's just all of the words, you know? I was just going to speak to the fact that when you do come together in alignment and the timing of these projects, people show up in the most amazing ways. Like even for Shaylee and I, when we did our, we did our 21 day vision thing, I had a client who, um, she was, she came and audited one of my clinics and then she reached out to me after and is this brilliant freaking graphic design artist who like magicianed our stuff. And I was like, I'm so impressed, but she, this person just dropped from, <laughs> you know, the universe, like here, I just want to help. And it was like, why? And she was like, cause I, it makes me feel good and I'm excited about it and I'm enjoying it. And I was like, okay. So like the lesson of like receiving, but also surrendering to the like that divine timing and being like I don't have to worry about this because I know exactly what I need is going to show up exactly when I need it and I can just like soften into that and allow it to happen love it love all of it <laughs> yeah and like I don't know I was thinking too like the last bit of my chapter talks about a beginning first of all I think that's kind of fun and cool but like it has been a beginning since you know since because I I do write about um about my horses and like horses my um in like my past horse life <laughs> um but like to say like okay so now I have this Mustang mare what am I doing with her and I had no idea and like like because I only had her for like probably just a few months or so um then and it's just it's just like like that chapter really for me is so personal that it like marks something and I love rereading it um, and just like seeing how I grow and have grown from that moment, because that was, a again, a moment in June. Um, I still remember the day parking lot cried and after work, I just wrote the chapter and like, I sent it. And yeah. You know, what's so crazy too, the, the connectedness of like the universe and knowing that like, I was going to read this book like months after I had to say goodbye to like one of my heart horses and um when oh my gosh you are not going to cry Shaylee um when I like yes Shaylee cry I know I'm like oh I'm a recovering non-emotionalist like I I'm recovering not being able to allow myself to squeak any tears out of my eyeballs but um so I had this horse that I deeply loved. He was so, so important to me. And our time together was really short. And when I asked him for a sign, um, you know, after he left, he was like, I'm going to send you something blue. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And I saw all these little signs, blue butterflies, a little lizard that rode on my husband's leg, um, just like all these like different things. But what he showed me was um, 
I guess actually this was right before he passed away because I connected each one of my horses to him and, and was like, I really want you to know that he's transitioning. And, um, and he told me my horse, Biggie, who, um, who I forgot at the time until I looked after that his, uh, registered name is hot diggity blue. And I never even like connected him to blue and Biggie asked for a blue halter. It's like the weirdest thing. So anyway, um, he told me that he was going to transfer all of his energy into Biggie. And I, as we like laid him down, Biggie went and laid next to him. And I literally saw all of this blue energy, like go out of bro into Biggie. And it was the wildest fucking craziest thing. And, um, and he was like, you're ready to like move on to this other relationship with Biggie. He's your, he's like your next, um, he's your next journey. And so like when you wrote, like reflecting on it now, it seems like blue was the start of a second shift in my life. I was like, Oh my God. And I like cried my little eyes out. And then when you were like, this shift happened after work on a Friday in June, I like said goodbye to bro on like on a day in June, it was like June 8th. And so when I read that, I was like, Whoa, how cool is it that like, I feel like they say hi to us in the most like, you know, the most like subtle ways if we'll see it. And here I am like reading this book, like months after I said goodbye to him or like reading this chapter and I see that and I'm like, oh, hey, bro, like this is really cool. So it's just wild to think of how words and stories impact each other. So I just wanted to share that with you because you said that you enjoy stuff being shared. And I was like, well, you're your story, even though you wrote it about your own horse, like was such a, it was like such a cool moment for me and my own journey. And I literally like felt my horse, like talking to me through your words. So that really is cool. Yeah. I ha I have those moments with, with blue and th that's incredible. I'll add maybe an another sign for you will be, um, uh, oh my gosh, what's the song called now? <laughs> um, oh, how about you? Pardon? Hello, of you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. At least you know. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Hello, of you by Eric Church. Uh, that's the song that I named my mare after. And it's a song that haunts me. <laughs> um, like even even to today, actually, two weeks ago, I started um, I started my equine nutrition deep dive as we all have our own little deep dive. So we're into nutrition now. And I was at the barn uh, putting beet, beet pulp into my mare's like pre-made bags and stuff like that. And the song came on and I was like, yeah, we have another shift in your life. You know, I'm glad you're here and uh, we're just going to keep going. And that's what your horse, that's what all our horses do. Like they, they never, ever, ever stop being connected to us ever. And it, it's amazing to find that. <laughs> So I'm, I'm glad that my, my book can provide those messages for you. And I hope you continue to have more and celebrate those little moments because that's what I do. Thanks. Yeah, really cool. Really cool how everything is just so connected more than we even realize how connected it is. It's so wild. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. Um, okay, Melanie, are you there? Do you want to talk about 
living in the moment. I, I just love the title. I was like excited to read your story, like just based on the title. Cause that's like my mantra this year. And I'm like, yes, like I'm super excited. And then when I found out, you know, that your story was going to talk about Alaska, that was so fun for me because my husband and I did a trip to Kodiak and it was like the most magical place I've ever been to. And I, feel like everybody ever needs to visit and see how like quiet and peaceful it is. But yeah, we want to hear a little bit about your story. Absolutely. Alaska is amazing. It is a very magical place. I highly recommend if you can come to visit just about anywhere in Alaska is, is that way. You'll get that feeling. Well, I fell into the project and I almost missed it because I, I kind of move at the, the speed of light and I tend to skim through my emails and, and I, I have lots of newsletters and I get overwhelmed by my inbox. And, you know, I set up my computer all day long and uh, I, I happen to just take a moment to go back through some of the emails and Nika's are one of the ones I, I keep and go back to read and, and uh I saw her project uh, that she, you know, the project with everyone. And I was like, oh, I want to be a part of this project. I don't know what I want to write, but can I still get in? I literally fell into it and, and I reached out to Nika and Lena and they were like, yes, absolutely. You can, you can be a part, but we need your part in two weeks. And I'm like, oh, two weeks. Wow. Okay. I could do this. And then I freaked out after I said yes and said, uh, what am I going to write about? I, I have no idea. I don't know how to slow down to write. I, I have, you know, three companies and I'm I'm constantly busy and I've got horses and dogs and and then it hit me. Just slow down, practice what you preach. You know, you, you try to live in the moment and from there the the story started to flow. Because when I'm with the horses, that's when I live in the moment. I focus on them, I focus on the air the nature that's when I stop is when I go outside and so that that's how my story came about and when I feel most in the moment is when I'm out riding and no matter where I go no matter what country I'm in I want to go ride because that's where I can connect I connect to people I connect to the horses and I'm not very uh, outgoing like I don't just randomly go up and talk to people that's not my thing I'm more of an introvert but horses make me more of an extrovert. So I will go out and like when I went to Costa Rica, I, you know, I went and rode with people I didn't know and didn't speak the language and, and just had an amazing time and really connected to the horses, connected to the people. And I felt the same way in Alaska. The first time I came here, uh, my sister-in-law took me riding out into the Alaska wilderness and I was hooked ever since. And that's what brought me here. And I found more time to live in the moment living in Alaska than I have anywhere else. And I've had horses my whole life. I mean, there's they've been in my life in one way or another, whether it was mine personally or in my family. And that's just where I feel the most at home. And here is where I feel even more at home. And I can do that. I don't even have to ride every day. I just, I'm in the barn every day. That's so awesome. And I feel like, yeah, where you're living now, there's like so much peace and so, so much serenity, but there's like so much adversity too. 
um, just with the, like the nature of where you are. And I really felt that in your stories. Like I, I was literally like reading your story word for word, like, Oh my gosh, did she get out of like, just re like reading what you have to go through to, you know, ride your horse and trust your horse. And, um, I'm just curious, like how, how do I want to word this? Like, um, you do have a lot you have to pay attention to where you live. So do you feel like being around the bears and like the mud and the different, uh, the way that the seasons are so different there, like, does that create a lot, like um, an additional challenge for you, like from the perspective of your horses, like, do you feel like they're thinking of that? Or do you feel like that's a very human experience? Oh, no, I think it's both. Um... In fact, my horse, I've watched her change uh, quite a bit since we brought her here. I didn't have her very long before we moved here. I, in fact, um, bought her. I lived in Colorado, but I bought her in Illinois and had her shipped to Colorado. And then two months later, we moved here. And she was, uh, you know, supposedly a bomb-proof horse. And she was very mellow when, when I got her. But since we've moved here, um, I call her the watchdog because... She is the most alert mare I've ever seen. And if there's something in the woods, she knows it long before I do. And she will be on guard even in the barn. And I have to close the doors at night to a certain point so that she will relax because she hears so many things in the woods. So I, I think, you know, those fears of the bears and the moose and, and, you know, the different animals that are out there that we think about when we ride, they do too. And I started to pay very close attention to, to how they are on the trail when we're out there. And they usually pick up, you know, if they're suddenly, you know, if they've gone from being calm to suddenly very alert and very anxious, you know, that, that either something has been through there or there's something near and so we're just, we're very alert and you're, you're right. It's a different kind of experience. You can't just go through your ride, you know, with your mind someplace else because the ground can eat you, <laughs> you know, the animals can eat you. Uh, you. You just really have to pay attention to what you're doing. And it's, it, it can be terrifying, but also exhilarating at the same time. And it, it's the same when we, we take our dogs out, we go mushing, you know, you, you've got to worry about the moose uh, trampling you. You know, you don't have to worry about the bears so much because it's winter, but it's, you know, you have to just be on alert in Alaska because there are things that want to kill you. <laughs> so, but, you know, it's still a beautiful, magical place. I, I I have so much peace here. And most of the people who come to visit us, they they tell us the same thing. They've never been so at peace as when they are here. Yeah, I know my experience was that way. But as I was reading your story, I was like, oh my gosh, like, there's so much that, I mean, I live in Tennessee and I'm like, wow, I really take for granted that I can just go out on a trail ride and have my headphones in and like not think about anything. I'm not really looking at the ground. And I I was just, yeah, curious about that experience because I, I could imagine like, I, like I'll talk to horses in Oregon and they will know when there are bears around and they have, you know, there's less of a population and I feel like there's a lot of structure involved to keep the horses safe. And my experience of Alaska is like very like open and kind of wild. And um, I think it's really cool that you ended up there with your mare and you're kind of on this journey of like 
I mean, what better way to learn the nervous system and to learn how to co-regulate with each other when you're like, you know, going to get eaten. And, and it's like a whole nother level of like trusting yourself and trusting your horse. And I think that like having her out there and you can correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, but it feels almost like you really have to be grateful for her natural instincts and for the flight response and for her really like getting into that, um, that non-predatory drive. And when you think of it here, I feel like so many horses are punished for that. Like don't spook, push them through it. Let's, you know, they shouldn't be looking in the corner and that's something that you're really honoring with her there. And I, I love that you tell that in your story. And I just feel like it needs to be like screamed from the rooftops. Like, hey, this this instinctual thing is there for a reason. And it keeps you safe, regardless of your if you're out in the wild or if you're in an arena that you are, you know, in every day. So it's it's really cool that you almost were thrown into a situation where you have to honor that. And now you're speaking about that. I, I love that. I agree. I'm very grateful for that. And I, I do agree with you too. I think in the past, uh, you tend to get upset with your horse for, you know, spooking in that flight response, but living here, you, you know, you learn a totally different path and that, you know, it can save you. And if I had been paying attention that that was our first, first real year of riding in the woods, you know, if I'd been paying attention to her, I would have seen what was coming and but I didn't even really know anything about bogs so you know when it swallowed us up I I was completely freaked out had no idea but she knew because she was getting you know antsy and I, sh I should have picked up on that and now we're you know now when they they put their feet down and they start acting funny we we start backing up we we look for a different path to go because we know that we can't see what they can feel so it you know it makes a big difference and uh I have learned to uh, hold my seat a lot better so that when that flight response comes and she spins on a dime because she's really good at it, I don't go flying. So it, it's it's been an experience and, and I love every minute of it, even if it's terrifying. I love that. I have, um, we talk about the cow horses and when I take them out on trail, it's like, you know, when there is something so far away, long before anyone else. And it's always this kind of like this little joke. But the experience of not shutting them down and not um, not punishing them for having their own little horse experience and doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing is such a like huge shift that I think needs to be really taken to heart in the horse world. Because I have a horse like that who's like, you know, at all the things and just the acknowledging of like, oh, what are we looking at? And all of a sudden it's like softens. So I don't have to get into the put your head down, look straight, pay attention to my leg, which is like such a common thing. When I think people switch into that fear and they immediately try to control the situation when that's like the complete opposite of everything in the flow of life. So it's like such a huge lesson. I feel like through that piece of that surrender and that like, uh, celebrating their ability to do that for you and with you and like that deep level of like trust and connection you guys can have through survival it's hard for me to speak to that because I live in California so <laughs> I'm I don't know I'm, there's probably something to surviving in California too I, yeah um, it's, it's not wild animals it's, it's, there's stuff to survive here for sure <laughs>
Well, uh, and I, I think, I think, you know, like um, one of the things I, I learned about Belle is, you know, she was, she would be like, she was coming out of the starting gate because she wanted to be in the lead. Well, I'm a leader too in my roles at work. And one of the hardest things for me to do sometimes is to step back and not be the leader. So we've tried too with her, you know, to let her lead, but also to teach her that you don't have to be in the lead, that you can be calm and and step back. And that's been a good experience for me from a human perspective too. So it's a give and take on everything we learn with yeah. them. It, it's, you know, you learn a lot of things about yourself through your <laughs> horses. It's great. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the beautiful thing about like all of these connections that we get to make. It's like, because of them, you know? Um, so we are coming to the time where we're going to start wrapping up. I see a lot of comments and sharing, but no actual questions. But I want to just check in with all of you. Is there anything else that you feel like, oh, wait, I want to say this thing. Don't let it end. Because <laughs> there's, I always want to make sure we check in with everyone. Lena, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think for me, uh, this is the first time I've seen uh, and connected with a lot of uh, you guys since uh, the release of this project and it was a while ago almost a year ago and it's almost exactly two years ago since I connected with Nika as well so it's kind of anniversary <laughs> about that <laughs> and uh, as you know synchronicity and um, nothing happens um, uh, on its own so it's also uh, oh, now I'm almost starting to cry because this project was such an important uh, process for me, learning process and growing process. Trusting to step out to do an international project was a big thing. And it was, as Nika said, a lot more work than I expected. <laughs> but it was amazing. And uh, I received so, so much from each and every one of, of the authors and the horses and all people that's been just sharing on this, this project and everyone who's been connecting with it afterwards as well. And uh, just right now, the new co-creation project is kind of starting to get birth as well which is the project that i was actually uh, actually <laughs> uh connecting with nika about uh it's uh, it's a card deck and a book so it's messages from the horses uh and that was the the project that i was reaching out to nika and asked if that's what we were going to do together but we needed to do this first because this would be such it would be so much greater <laughs> Uh, so I would not have been able to hold space for that uh, at that moment. I was not at that point. So just my deepest, deepest gratitude and thank you to all of all of you being a part of this project and holding. You talk about me holding space for you, but also holding space for me in my growth so that I can step because the, the message card deck is it's been with me for 10 years. I've been waiting so long and the horses has been waiting so long for this project of reconnecting and uh, deeply uh, stepping in even further in the guiding of reconnecting humans to nature and becoming what we were actually meant to be um, here. So it's also a big invitation to everyone who feels uh, drawn to wanting to join. Uh, it would be a very special project and you are all so much invited uh, 
sharing or uh, being a part of writing it and you know in so many different ways but yeah i would not be able to do what i'm set out to do now uh, without any of you um and just yeah so the deepest deepest of gratitude thank you mm, so good and thank you guys all for a coming together and putting in all of the work and deepening into that vulnerability and knowing exactly what story to share and grateful for your horses for <laughs> coming showing up for you in this lifetime to bring these stories and these lessons forward for this to be created and just know that you know like remembering that these projects are so important and so valuable and they're so powerful for people because like I was saying it's just this one little seed gets planted from one little story or one little podcast and you can change the trajectory of you know that person's life and you know what I think we're all going for is just changing the entire horse industry I mean no small feet <laughs> we're all in this together it'll be fine we'll be fine <laughs> um Nika did you have something you wanted to say I did I just wanted to note this um I don't think I shared this with anyone but just talking about that planting of a seed there's a little there's a young girl at the barn that I kind of pop in and out of and um I gifted her this book and I like put in a couple chapters she's only 13 so I was like I just put in a couple chapters I was like oh this might resonate with you because I want her to kind of she's already on the verge of awakening to it but she's she doesn't have the right influences around her and so I gave her the book and she sent me a picture of it at school one day and said all my friends are asking about this and they're so jealous about this book and she had the teacher put a picture of it on the board and say like this is the book of the month oh cute. and I thought it was the cutest thing and it was just so real because I haven't I've been sending books I've been mailing them but to give this little girl a book in hand and then to see it in Scotland where there's a lot of work that needs to be done here and I think that's part of my work <laughs> um it was just a really cool moment so I just wanted to share that with you guys now you completely broke me Nika now I'm in <laughs> bawling mode thank you I saw that <laughs> yeah I do think that if there's something really special about getting it in hand that's actually what happened to me Elsie's mom gave me this book at our elements of connection clinic and then I was like oh my gosh we have to like share this with the world so it's really yeah I, I think it is really cool moments like that where you hand it to someone and something like that happens thanks for sharing that I find, I don't know, maybe, maybe and I've always say, said that, like, there's, there's some authors that know that, um, and writers that, you know, and can feel that um, they just put their literal energy into the words, like, and, it, and like, it's reading it is the easiest thing. And it's just like gulping soup. It like, like, that's how easy it is. And those are the, the, the authors and writers that like, just the, like, they're pouring their heart out and stuff like that. And I think that having a whole book of them, Lena, <laughs> is absolutely incredible even maybe a little bit dangerous because <laughs> because of all the emotions um but it's just incredible because the book is magnetic like I had like one like I brought it yeah I had a hand delivery where I brought it to one friend at, at an event and then there was another person who for the first time ever saw the book and she's like I need one and I'm like you're lucky I have one in my car right now for you like <laughs> you know so then we went back to my car afterwards after the event and I gave it and um I gave it to her but like it was just this automatic like 
I need this. You either need the book in your life or you don't. And that's, that's the kind of uh, art and uh, words that I'm after. So it's, it's just, it's amazing. And the last thing I'm going to say is a project like this and a space like this, Lena, that we have, like, it's now the minimum like before we were pushing, right? We were pushing in the edge. And now we have like a baseline of community of people who can like come and like talk with us, talk with people about it, talk like in a school about it. And it's just, that's what we wanted for the project. And it's, it's stunning. <laughs> so good. And so we've spoken so much about this book. How do the people that are listening to this that are not in the book club find this book how do they purchase it it's the easiest way and we can also stick in the show notes but good question yeah it's it's actually uh not that easy because it's only sold through and better uh, so uh, uh the web page the wisdom of horses.com uh, then you can see which authors are closest to you and you can reach out uh, and uh, ask them to sign it for you as well. It's always nice because if you should buy a book from an author, it's always nice to have it signed. So uh, the, the webpage, thewisdomofhorses.com, it's the easiest way to find your author. Yeah, it makes it even a little bit better. People are like, we need that book. <laughs> it did take us quite a long time to well there was a, a span of time where people were like okay this is the book for the book club and everybody was like where do we get the book and but people had to go really slow through it because I feel like we 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 started this after our first elements clinic and that was in June you know what I mean but people were like oh god it's hard for me to read because I'm like you know working my way through it slowly because it's so emotional and so good that it's like I can I need to absorb each story you know and so um, I think it's amazing and great. And the work that you guys are doing is spectacular and keep going. And we will let you guys know for now, this is released to our little membership, but um, we'll let you guys know when it's released out into the world and, you know, and anyone's feeling called to dive into this book now that we've teased the hell out of it there's also more authors than what we have here on this call believe it or not so there's more magic than even just this so go ahead and head to that website and find yourself a copy and just know just have faith and surrender that a copy needs to find you at will <laughs> but they do yes thank you ladies Yes. Thank you guys so much for making the time to come chat with us. We appreciate all of you and the work that you're doing and thank spectacular. You. Thank you for having us. Bye. Thank you so, so much. Bye. Bye.